Hi everyone, welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined as always by my trusted colleague Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field West. We're another day closer to Week 14, Green Bay versus Washington Sunday, noon Central Time kickoff at Lambeau Field. Packers nine and three, the final quarter of the regular season to go as they fight for potentially an NFC North championship, a playoff berth, and all of that good stuff. There's been a lot of things swirling around in the media, amongst fans, a lot of discussion as to just what is the identity of the 2019 Green Bay Packers. We've talked about it a little bit on this show. If there's anything I've said along those lines, I think it's that this is a team that has proven more often than not it's the better team in the fourth quarter. And that's how it is won games. You look at defensively, they get sacks, they pressure quarterbacks, they get turnovers. That's kind of the identity on that side of the ball. Offensively, we know this unit is at its best when the ball goes through the running backs for the most part, or at least that's where it starts. Aaron Rodgers had a very interesting answer to this question, I thought, in his post-Wednesday practice media huddle at his locker because he was asked the identity question and he didn't really talk about the playbook, the play calls, the X's and O's on the field, what somebody would see as this team's identity on film when they study the 2019 Green Bay Packers. His answer was very much rooted in the locker room and in the culture and in the chemistry of the team I thought that was very interesting because flat out he said he believes the identity of this team is is everybody embracing his role, a role that has been handed down from the head coach, from the general manager, the way the roster has been constructed and all of that. I thought it was a very interesting answer because it really, in a lot of ways, it had nothing to do with the identity that people talk about in the in the film study sense right and Matt LaFleur when he was discussing this said too he's going to leave that identity identifying the identity up to the media whatever you want to say their identity is that's well and good fact of the matter is the Packers without this identity that's you know has a title and a name and a description and a birthday they have been (laughs) able to get to nine and three at this point yeah and Mike for the first time in two years you and I are covering meaningful December football legitimately meaningful December football yes so if you're 9-3, and three, if you've had the success that I don't think many people expected the Packers to have this year, to be at nine wins sitting in the first week of December, you have an identity. And Rodgers tapped into something that I've kind of been alluding to for most of the season. It's one of the reasons I want to track down Mercedes Lewis in the locker room this week. Because yeah. so many times, Mike, it's like, okay, there's Devontae Adams. He needs to get 111 catches. He needs to get 1,400 yards and... 15 touchdowns, <laughs> and that's the sign of a healthy, productive offense and team. Yeah. And the reality is that isn't that isn't it. The reality is is that you need guys like Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham who have been stars, have been pro bowlers in other locations that are in a different stage of their career that are willing to accept the role that's handed to them. You need Jamal Williams as a fourth-round pick in 2017 being the secondary option to the guy that was taken around behind him, Aaron Jones. Uh, that those two became close friends and in the relationship that they have 
that's special mm-hmm. because so many times it can be adversarial uh, when you're when you're dealing with running backs and touches and things of that nature. And there's a lot of money at stake when these guys go for Absolutely. second contracts and all that kind of stuff. That's all part of the business too. Yeah, and you look at the receiving core. Yeah, it is Devontae Adams, but if Devontae Adams has to take a back seat in any given week, he's cool with it. And that permeates through the rest of the room, whether it's Alan Lazard, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Jake Kumaro. This list goes on and on of all these different guys that have stepped up and Geronimo Allison in that conversation as well. That is the identity. Defensively, it's the same situation when you look at Kyler Fackrell. Guy had 10.5 sacks last year. The Packers signed two premier pass rushers in the offseason. Guys that, you know, were going to be the two most coveted guys in terms of their age and what they put on the field and their potential. Packers got both of them, and Kyler Fackrell had to go back to his secondary role. Yeah. You haven't heard him piping up this season. Kenny Clark. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, I mean, for the Packers to be at this point, you don't do that without camaraderie. You don't do that with chemistry, without chemistry. And more importantly, Mike, it's the culture of that locker room right now that's helped him get to this position. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, uh, and if you want to check out my story, I, I fashioned a, uh, a piece after the locker room interviews on Wednesday evening with you know, around Rogers' comments. And I thought it was just very interesting how he mentioned guys, the guy, the names of guys that he rattled off, Mercedes Lewis, Jimmy Graham, Jamal Williams, Geronimo Allison, Kyler Fackrell. You look at, you look at all of those guys, they have all had bigger and better seasons in their NFL careers than they're having right now. Even Jamal Williams, because you look back at Williams' rookie season, he had, a stre- he had a stretch of yeah. three consecutive games in his rookie year where he had 100-plus yards from scrimmage, three games in a row. He was the bell cow. He was getting it done. That's not his role this year. Geronimo Allison last year, we talked about how he was on pace for a 1,000-yard season before he got injured. He's not having that kind of year this year. Kyler Fackrell, you mentioned the double-digit sacks. Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham have gone to Pro Bowls before. They're not going to, neither one of them's going to a Pro Bowl this year, let's just be honest, right? They're not having that type of individual season. But yet nobody's, nobody's complaining, nobody's barking. Everybody has accepted, and the way Rodgers described it is it's accepting a challenge that's handed down from the head coach, saying, this is your role, this is what we want you to do, so give it everything you have and knock our socks off with this role that yeah. you've been that you've been handed. And it's it is a big reason the Packers are 9 and 3 right now and I think that's partly why as we've discussed at other times on the show you don't really know every week how the Packers are going to go about winning the game or at least attempting or trying yeah. to win the game. But the thing is because of because of the culture they have and because of the roles that more polished players or players with more polished seasons in their careers earlier because of the roles that they've accepted, they believe that if they buy into it, then they are putting their best foot forward for the, for the team to have a shot to win the game. It's, it's, it's fostered a belief and a confidence, and, and I, th- I personally think that that type of confidence is what carries into the fourth quarter that if these guys are right there in the fourth quarter, 
they believe they're going to pull it out. Yeah, and it's different this year, too, because the Packers haven't, to this point, 12 weeks into the season, haven't had to deal with a lot of injuries. Would Geronimo Allison's role be bigger if you didn't have all these other secondary options? Would Jamal Williams' role be bigger if Aaron Jones wasn't having the season he's having? Certainly. Absolutely, and it can change like that. So that's why it's important to stay in tune with where you're at because there could come a day in two or three weeks where, hey, now Jamal Williams is the featured back and he has to carry the load. You have to be ready for all of that. You have to mentally be able to understand this is what's asked of me today and what could potentially be asked of me tomorrow. And how you react to both of those things matters. Mm -hmm. Matters to the locker room. Matters how these things go. Because if any of these guys, 63 guys, if you count the practice squad, any of them you know, peep up with discontent or whatever, that creates stress, that creates dysfunction, it creates distractions that you don't need. And I just yeah. feel like that's the thing that stands out to me about this year's team. You don't have that. You asked me for a Tremont Williams quote uh, when you're writing that story. Unfortunately, I didn't have one for you. When <laughs> I knew you had. Room. I knew you had talked to him. I had. I had missed his uh, locker room scrum on Wednesday, and I was hoping maybe he had a comment that I could use for my story. Turned out not to be the case. But, but. he's going to have one for one that I'm going to be using yeah. with Lewis, and it relates to what it, the importance is of showing a guy like that and a guy like Tremont too who's been a star in this league been a pro bowler in this league and has made a lot of money playing the game of professional football coming from very humble beginnings being able to humble themselves and understands what's asked of them today yeah cuz it's not just about what it does for the locker room in 2019 you have Jair Alexander you have Robert Tanyan you have Jay Sternberger you got guys that are in the absolute spring of their NFL careers that are hopefully, in their eyes, going to be playing 10, 12 years as well. They're going to remember those moments. They're going to remember when, when Mercedes Lewis says something or when he does something or the way that Rodgers interacts with him. And you're going to remember the way that Tremont Williams very selflessly came back and said, yeah, sure, you need me at safety, although that's not my best position. Right. Yeah, let's play it because that's what I have to do right. to help this defense stay afloat for the second half of the season. That's that leaves big marks and impressions on a locker room. So that that's why it's important. Zadarius Smith, we talk about him changing the culture, bringing in something new and energy, a passion, and being able to bring everyone along for the ride. Whatever you know, you want to make fun of the D train or yeah. kind of laugh about it. Yeah, that stuff matters because it's not about what the Packers are trying to do in 2019. And by all means, that's win a Super Bowl. It's getting back to a place where they can contend every single year and have a locker room, a coaching staff, and a culture that fits along with that vision. Yeah, and I think as much as uh, the guys that I rattled off before, they aren't every down players on this team. They have specific roles. They've, ta they've also taken on leadership roles to a certain extent. But also, you see the leadership coming from those frontline, every down guys as well. And I'm talking about Devontae Adams, who didn't say a word about the fact that he went 10 games or whatever it was without getting a touchdown yeah. this year. Now, yes, he's enjoying the fact that he's got three touchdowns in the last two games, but he didn't say anything about that. And and what what trickles down from there is is because in my in my opinion, because that kind of stuff doesn't come out of his mouth, the the other receivers in that room understand their value because yeah. if Devontae Adams were saying, "Well, I got to get a bunch of touchdowns," Then the other receivers are like, well, what are we? A bunch of chopped liver, right. you know? I mean, so it's hard to speak to that room when you're leading it, right? Having that kind of mentality, absolutely. And I say the same thing about the Smiths, at, you know, at outside linebacker Preston and Zadarius. They are they are the every down guys. They hardly ever come off the field. They're the ones racking up all the statistics and everything like that. But they have made it clear 
with their comments, both publicly and behind the scenes, I think in the meeting room, how important a guy like Kyler Fackrell is yeah. and the role and the role that he plays. That yeah, maybe we're the ones racking up all the sacks, but hey, we need you out there. And lo and behold, who makes the play on the goal line against Carolina to preserve and and save that eight point? And Kyler Fackrell's the first guy right. in the backfield, right? So, it's those kinds of things that uh, you know that have helped that have helped this team along and and create. I I, I give Matt Fleur. Matt LaFleur a lot of credit and I don't know how much he'll be in the discussion potentially for coach of the year and who knows there's still four regular season games left and a lot of stuff can happen here but regardless of the any potential postseason award I give Matt LaFleur a lot of credit because he's created this culture and this locker room with the help of Brian Gutekunst and the players who were brought in in a really very very short amount of time now winning helps but it but they aren't you know, the culture isn't just there because of the winning. The culture has also contributed to the winning. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, because I, I wrote about this in Insider Inbox because somebody was kind of, I think, taking LaFleur's comments a little too literal about where he's pointing at himself and saying it's on him, and somebody asked, well, when, when's he going to get this all figured out? When is he going to get the play call and figure it out? you got to see past the words with that because if Brian Gutek, excuse me, if Matt LaFleur sits up there and says, yeah, you know what? He didn't do very well. Or, you know what, yeah, we're losing confidence in that guy. You know what, I can't really deal with what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Then what message does that send to your locker room? Lafleur, every single time he has stepped forward and there's been an issue, he points at himself first. He did it with J.K. Scott, the punter. What does the head coach have to do with the, how the punter's performing? But he does that because if he doesn't look inward, if he doesn't act accountable, how do you expect people underneath you to right. be accountable? And this locker room, it goes back to that story I wrote uh, at the beginning of the season, the first time the Packers had to look themselves in the mirror, when the defense came back from Baltimore and had a 3 a.m. meeting after they played a preseason game. Right. One quarter One of a One quarter pre-season of a preseason game, game against, yeah. by the way, maybe the MVP <laughs> of the league. Right. In Jam- Lamar Jackson. In Lamar Jackson. Yep. So the, the way that you have to look at this is there is an accountability, there is a critiquing and understanding that before you go and say what you need to do better, I need to tell you what I need to do better. That is what has impressed me the most. And by the way, that's the reason I believe Matt LaFleur should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year because the one thing you notice with these AP Coach of the Years, a lot of times it's the biggest turnaround. It's not always who wins the Super Bowl. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl, then I think that pretty much galvanizes it. But, you know, the fact that Mike McCarthy didn't get it in 2007 has always kind of bothered me because if a team goes 15-1 and one or they win a Super Bowl, coaches don't always get those accolades. Matt LaFleur should be right in the middle of this conversation because of how quickly they've been able to turn this thing around. Yeah, and I like what you said about LaFleur in terms of, in terms of his accountability because there are a lot of head coaches in this league. Yeah. There, we always talk about there are different ways to do things, right? There are a lot of head coaches in this league who – they wouldn't. They don't say things to the media at the podium the way Matt Lafleur does because they're afraid that it projects weakness. Yeah. You know, Matt Lafleur believes that it projects accountability, and that is then what trickles down to the rest of the team. And I got a kick out of that question you answered in Insider Inbox about you know when is Matt Lafleur going to figure out this play calling thing and stop having to say that you know he should have called better plays or this or that. I got news for you. Everybody in the NFL who's calling offensive plays or calling defensive plays, no matter how long they've been doing it, every game they have regrets. They have play calls that they want back. They don't always say that. They don't always make it known to everybody that, yeah, I, I screwed up a few times. 
But trust me, every single one of those guys, like nobody's got this whole thing yeah. figured out, you know, just because Matt LaFleur is the one who's saying, yeah, I got to call better plays. I got to put my guys in better position. He doesn't just say, I need to coach better, which is what a lot of coaches say. And that's fine. They yeah. don't want to get into the details publicly. That's their choice. Matt LaFleur has, you know, has pulled back the curtain a little bit in terms of where he feels he needs to help the team more. And, uh, and, I, and I agree with you. I think that's projected something that has trickled down to the other leaders in the locker room, which then trickles down to the rest of the locker room, that, hey, accountability starts with looking in the mirror, and if that guy's going to stand in front of all those cameras at the podium and take the blame for something, then you guys can do it behind closed doors as well. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. I mean, when you look at how this season has unfolded for Green Bay – I still don't think, if you don't have that type of leadership, if you don't have that type of oversight, as much was made coming into Green Bay about Matt LaFleur's offense and what he's going to do to you know revitalize things, if you don't have that, I don't think the Packers are at 9-3 and three, the way that he's handled this because they've had to win so many close games. They've had to pull things out late in ball games, yep. and they've really had to dig deep at different intervals and have that contribution come from a number of different positions, phases, what have you. And now you're down to the final four games. And I wrote about this in Inbox on, on Tuesday. You never apologize for victory because it's so difficult to attain it. Ask the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Ask these teams that thought they were legitimate contenders. Ask the Chicago Bears. The yeah. fact that they've had to be the team now that's like, okay, they went twelve we got to run it. They went 12-4 and four a year ago, and right now they have an extremely difficult schedule and looking at 10-6 and six as the best they can do if they can run through a, uh, a gauntlet of a final month. So if you're sitting at 9-3, and three, you can say whatever you want the identity to be. My identity, the way I look at that, is you're a winner. <laughs> and you have a real chance right now to do something special in January. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you wrote another follow-up story to Mason Crosby, um, not just related to coming off of the Giants game and everything that was going on there, but you had some interesting statistics in there within the context of the fact that Crosby, and we don't want to jinx our veteran kicker yeah. here. but He did knock on wood um, as soon as I did, brought yeah, all this up yeah, so well, Hopefully yeah, everything the, goes okay the, lock, the lockers are made of wood, so yeah. guys, guys will do that occasionally. He's only missed one field goal so far this season. He's perfect on his extra points. He's having a career year from a percentage and an accuracy standpoint. But it's interesting because across the league, that's not what's happening. No. The, Field goal percentages are down league-wide compared to where they've been in recent years. It's it's kind of interesting how this is unfolding, and we're seeing how injuries at kicker or underperformance at kicker with other teams and stuff, it's leading to a, a revolving door, kind of a carousel of, of kickers jumping around to different teams and taking their shot and then getting cut right away and yeah. all this other kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Packers have as much stability, if not more so, at that position than uh, than anybody could ask for at this point. Yeah, and strangely, a lot of kicker injuries this year. Yeah, uh, that you, has that has know, definitely factored odd, right? into it. Yeah, that's uh, Robbie Gold's been, been injured. Adam Venteri's hurt again. The Money Badger in L.A. was out for a long time. Uh, Michael Bagley. So I mean, like. There, there's actually been like quite a few of those issues. Gaskowski, Gaskowski's yeah, on IR. For, yeah, for New England. So and yeah. as of you know, we saw on Wednesday the Patriots didn't have a kicker during practice, <laughs> and it turned out because they had put in a claim on Chase McLaughlin, who had just been released from San Francisco because Gold is back. Right. And then three teams place a waiver claim on him, and he gets picked up by the Colts, who now don't have Venetary. So this shows you one 
how difficult it is to find a kicker in the NFL. Two, when you get that guy, how important it is to stand by them because there are going to be highs and lows and ups and downs, but if you feel like you have a guy you can be confident in, you need to value that guy. There was a conversation, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, but I was talking with Crosby afterwards, after we did the interview for the story. Okay. And he was talking about how they went out for practice on Wednesday. And he said that was one of the more difficult days he's been out kicking outside because of how the wind currents are fluctuating, the temperatures go down. I don't think people fully appreciate what Crosby has been able to do here for 13 years. And you can ask Ryan Longwell about this. You can probably go back and ask Chester Markle about it if you want to. (laughs) It is not easy to kick in these conditions. I thought the Bears took that for granted when they moved away from gold three, four years ago, and they've struggled to replace that spot. I totally agree with you. So you have Crosby now, who has made 14 of 15 field goals, not been a ton of attempts. He's made every single extra point. He has a chance to potentially, for the first time since they moved that back, to make every single extra point. Yeah, 33-yarder. And if you go back to that disastrous game against Detroit, and and Crosby's not about statistics. He said he really doesn't think about him because that's only then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But he fully understands he would have had the best year of his career if you could just take away Detroit last year. He would have been 91.9% on his field goal makes. And since that game, he's made 33 of 36. Now That's the funny thing is that you you look at field goals. He missed more field goals against Detroit than he's missed since that Detroit Detroit game. And think about that. That's that's more than a full season of games because Detroit last year was, what, week six? And here we are in week week 14 of – 2019 so just that that alone is pretty remarkable in 59 consecutive extra points so I mean it's really you know you look at where he's come from and what he's endured and in the I don't want to talk about 2012 anymore because that's so far long ago yeah but if you actually go back and look and just see the years that he's put together 85 percent 86 percent 89 percent the level of consistency that he's maintained since then is really admirable aside from kind of a weird 2017 season where they didn't kick a lot of field goals and the fact you want to mix in what he's dealt with with his wife, what happened with Brittany, and you know he he also mentioned that Matt Lafleur actually sent him a text Tuesday night just to see how he was doing and see if everything went okay when he was in Texas on Monday. Yeah, and Tuesday being a player's off, off day. day. Yeah, he made his way back to Green Bay. He's here on Thursday to practice. He'll go back for the funeral on Friday. Then he'll fly back to Green Bay. The jet lag, the emotions, all of that. Mason Crosby, thirty-five years young potentially making an argument for his first Pro Bowl of his career. Um, Some good kickers still in the NFC with Will Lutz and Zane Gonzalez. But, man, with what Crosby's done and the the obstacles he's had to overcome to get there, I I just, again, you just have to kind of put your head down at night if you're a Packer fan and – you know, thank your lucky stars that he's been your kicker for the last 13 years. Yeah, and you certainly can't discount the value of the kicking game as the Packers are going to play back-to-back December home games yeah. here before they move indoors for weeks 16 and 17, Minnesota and Detroit. But these uh, these two outdoor games, uh, the kicking game is going to be at a premium for sure. So I didn't even look at it, Mike, but I'm trying to think. Like, So would he be would he be the third longest tenured kicker in the league now at this point? Because Venetari oh, yeah. and Gaskowski's time has been – together that's been since 06 right Mm -hmm. and mason came in in 07 so i mean you talk about a run with one team yeah as far yeah as far as a tenure a tenure with one team yeah it's uh yeah it's rare yeah it it absolutely is well with that we will sign off on this edition of packers unscripted be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on packers.com you can subscribe to us like us on itunes and other podcast services and check out the packers youtube channel all kinds of great video content there for wes i'm mike Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.